Welcome to the How to Win at Life podcast. My name is Toby Strong, and I'm going to give you maximum value in the shortest possible time to help you win at life. Here we go. I've always had this real thirst for learning, which is a bit surprising considering I failed school. I was just completely disinterested in what they were teaching. But I have always had this fascination with the way that the world works, be it geopolitics, psychology, economics, supply chains, history. For some reason, I just love learning about this stuff. And in my early 20s, which was also early 2000s, we didn't have news on our phones and it wasn't even common to have a computer in the house back then. So I would watch the nightly news and often the 5 and 6 p.m. bulletin on different channels just to see if they had anything different because I wanted to absorb as much of this information as I could. Then in my mid-20s, I started to pick up on this pattern and I don't know if something changed in the news or if it changed in me. Most likely, I developed a better awareness, but I started to realize that a lot of the news were just a bunch of pointless updates which had no relevance to my life whatsoever, like stabbings or shootings in other states. And it would always be nicely topped off with some cute little 20 second story about the end, at the end, just about some novelty thing. Once I picked up on this, I couldn't watch the news in the same way again. And it actually started to repulse me, to be honest. But I struggled to turn it off because I felt just so disconnected from the world without it. Luckily, in my late 20s, home computers became much more common and I was able to get my news from a variety of sources over the internet. And it was around this time that I also became much more interested in documentaries. And I guess through this process of watching documentaries, I learned that news is actually a business. It was a weird concept to get my head around because I had always viewed news more like a public service announcement, as I'm sure a lot of people still do. But it's not. It's a business which sells advertising and our attention determines how much they can sell that advertising for. Now, over the years, I've become pretty good at marketing. And as I mentioned before, I have an interest in psychology so I've learned quite a bit about how those two things work together. And interestingly, humans are more likely to take action to avoid pain than achieve pleasure. So marketing is often more effective when companies explain how their products and services can help customers avoid something bad rather than achieve something good. Now, this might not sound so bad on the surface, but what it means is that there's many marketers out there that are tapping into our fears to try and nudge us to take some sort of action, like buy their product or service, to help us avoid some sort of pain in our lives, which means they're constantly reminding us of all the bad things that can happen in life, which isn't actually very good for our mental health. I choose not to use these methods of marketing, but I'm certainly aware of them and they're well documented. Just Google pleasure and pain marketing. Now, I don't claim to know the psychology principles of news and what gets the most attention, but I'm certain that they do. And if it's anything like marketing, the things that tend to have negative impacts on our frame of mind are most likely the things that work best for them. 
I'm sure they know that educating people on current events doesn't get as much attention as when people are outraged or fearful about something because this leads to us needing more regular updates on the things that we're outraged by. And I believe they've been using these techniques for years, little by little, more by more, each station in competition with each other, ramping it up until we've gotten to this point now where it just feels like it's completely out of control and everything just feels like breaking news and it's all just so hypercharged all the time and I think it's creating a lot of anxiety. Going back a few years, once I started to learn these things, I did finally cut off the news and just started watching more light-hearted shows. But eventually I found that most of these were just pointless and brain-numbing. So about five years ago, we actually gave away all of our TVs. And I thought it might be interesting to talk about some of the pros and cons of doing this. The main negative I've noticed is when we go to Airbnbs and hotel rooms, We tend to sit around and watch family movies together, which we don't get to do at home. And we still do this sometimes, but it's usually the three of us lying in bed, watching a movie on the laptop, which isn't really the same. One other thing is that it can make those small talk conversations with people just a little bit awkward because I have nothing to contribute about mainstream news events or the latest TV shows. But I I think I've come to the realization that these types of conversations really don't interest me anyway. And I much prefer to have deeper conversations which start with things like, if you didn't have to work, what would you do with your time? Or talking about the mistakes that we've made in life and the lessons we've learned. And I just find these types of conversations much more mentally stimulating. So the small talk, missing out on that isn't really a big issue for me. Apart from those few negatives, it's really all positive. As far as Lewis, my six-year-old son, goes, we all know the saying, monkey see, monkey want. And seeing as there's no TV visible in our home, it's not on his mind. And so he just spends a lot of time happily playing with Lego and other toys. And I've become much more intentional about what I watch using streaming services on my phone. I only take time to sit down and watch the shows that I really like compared to what I used to do, which was just switch on the TV and watch whatever they were showing at the time. And this also means that I'm listening to a lot more podcasts and audiobooks and watching YouTube more because there's a heap of documentaries and other great educational content there. But just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that anyone should do exactly as we have done. Everyone has their own unique situation and we are very fortunate that we live in an apartment with a great view. And I think this has contributed a lot to us being able to give up on TV. But I do encourage you to seek your news out from trusted sources and don't just trust that the mainstream media has your best interests in mind and be very intentional about TV shows that you watch and don't just watch pointless TV for the sake of it. A tool that I like to use to gauge what's truly important to me is to close my eyes and visualize myself on my deathbed and imagine what I'll be thinking about and what are the memories that I'll cherish the most in that moment. And I try to do more of those things now. And so far, watching news or any other TV show for that matter has never come to mind when I've done this process. Give it a try and see for yourself. 